Simon and Wayne's Spitting Review, with your hosts, Simon Jones and Wayne Bolt. Hello! Hello! And welcome to the return of the return of Spitting Review. Yes, with me, Simon Jones. And me, Wayne Bolt. We've been away for a while. This tends to happen to us every so often, yep, because some... we're incredibly busy people. We are indeed, and we've been busy... Um... Doing quite a lot of work on our own forthcoming web series. Yes, we actually have a good excuse this time. Indeed we do. We've been working on Arms Race Escalation, which is the web series follow-up to our 2010 short film. Yes, so if you want to keep an eye on how that's doing, uh, why don't you visit armsracemovie.com, where we'll be updating that weekly to let you know how we are with the production stage. So Indeed. it was uh, nine days of filming uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks or so. Um, and that's moving into the post-production realm. So. Yes, biggest uh, filming project we've ever attempted. I'd say probably the um, yeah biggest filming project, certainly. We're about to move into another big project as well. Yes. With our Ravenskill Chronicles, but fortunately that's audio, so we don't quite have the same hassles no. as uh, as the filming does. And you don't have to go to a, a really cold beach to, to make that. Yes. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, Armsloosemovie.com for all the updates about Arms Race. Escalation. Indeed, and we shall move straight on to the trailer park. Yes, uh, we've got five films uh, selected from the HD gallery on imdb.com's uh, selection of trailers. Yes, which took quite a while this time because ABC Movies in the States have seen it uh, as a good idea to put all their TV movie trailers onto the IMDb, IMDb Movies section. So when you go to have a look at these trailers, you have to trawl through a whole bunch of completely irrelevant TV stuff, uh, which was quite irritating. Yes, because as we will discuss, some trailers are better than others. Yes, indeed. So our first trailer is Battlefield America. Yeah, now I thought this... Sounds was, exciting. It does indeed. I thought it was going to be some sort of uh, space alien invasion movie. Yeah, well, I thought maybe it was a trailer for a new Battlefield game, something like that. Yeah. They occasionally have game trailers on there as well. Yeah. But it's not. It's a confusing trailer that turns into be a bizarre episode of America's Got Talent, um, mostly concerning uh, the rise in the popularity of street dance. Yes, uh, it seems to have melded in with sort of dubstepy type music now. And uh, it start, the trailer starts off and it's the usual thing of kids with their teachers and being a little bit mouthy. Yeah. And I'm thinking this doesn't look that interesting. No. And then they start dancing. And it doesn't get better, does it? No, no. The <laughs> thing with all these dance movies none of which I've seen, mm. uh, which doesn't put me in you know, a particularly informed position, but based on the trailers, they all seem to film their dance stuff in exactly the same way, which is that really low-down ca- camera, sort of wide-angle, going from left to right or right to left, and just with people sort of flinging their legs at the camera. Yeah, I think there's only one director of photography which specialises in dance movies. Yeah, they, they always have to... It's, it's some sort of union thing. They have to use this guy. Oh, I'm guessing so. Yeah, maybe there's one rig... With like a camera on a some sort of device, and that they have to use that for dance. Yeah, it's the, it's the only way to explain it. Yeah, some crazy contractor rules. Anyway, uh, it looks quite quite dull, and it's not something I'd really want to watch. No, no. And I imagine even if you're into your dance movies, you've probably seen this already. To be oh, honest, I would have thought so. Yeah. So that's a, that's a sad face for me. Yes, yeah, sad face. So next, we move on to three hundred and eighty-eight Arlette Avenue. Yes, which sounds lovely. It does indeed. But I was a bit worried when it comes up as being a Tribeca festival. Yes, you, do, do you break out into a, a nervous sweat whenever you see any kind of yeah, festival alert? Like Sundance or Tribeca, yeah. especially these um, more arty-based ones. Uh, normally the stuff you get there ends up being not quite my cup of tea. Every now and again you might get one which works out all right, but on the whole, I don't like it. No, no. They tend to be a, a bit navel-gazing 
contentious. But this is something a bit different in that it appears to be a kind of thriller, horror uh, movie based around the found footage kind of uh, setup where it appears to all be filmed with sort of cameras that are actually supposed to be in the scene. Oh, yes, no, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, not, not so much the uh, found footage uh, a la Blair Witch Project, but this is actually, the setup is, from what I can tell, there's a snooper who's spying on this family in the aforementioned 388 Arlette Avenue. So it's, uh, it's not so much uh, some youngsters going out with a video camera doing something, it's more the setup is, is all this sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Is it Sliver was like that as well? Which had um, one of the Baldwins in it, I think, and Sharon Stone. I don't think I've seen that. Right, that's one where it's in an apartment block, and the landlord has got cameras in each of the right. in each of the flats. Yeah. I think it's that. Uh, if it's not, why don't you write in to us at Simon at SpiffingReview dot com to correct us? Yeah, we get a lot of correspondence, we so we might indeed. not go back to you straight away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, um, it moves on to a kidnapping, and there's some heavy brewing involved, and there's plenty of I see you uh, kind of dialogue coming across. Um, and there's lots of arty angles in it, which is what I think, lots of arty camera angles, which is why I think it's been snuck into as Rebecca. A, as a yeah. Rebecca thing. Uh, it, it appeared to have Nick Stahl in it, I think, who was in Terminator 3. And Sin City. Oh, right. So he pops up every so often and uh, is okay. And this yeah. seems to be his latest thing. Um, I mean, I wasn't really sure what it was about. It, you immediately got a sense of the style of it and the way they were approaching the storytelling, but I'm not actually sure what the story was. Anyway, more uh, importantly, does the trailer make you want to see it? Um, not really. Hmm. I'm not terribly interested in movies that try to show stuff through kind of uh, CCTV or fan footage. Like Occasionally you get something that, that is quite interesting, like Chronicle, I yeah. liked. Um, but even then, I wasn't 100% convinced no, that that not, style worked. It's not new, is it? I think that's the thing. Yeah. We've seen this so many yeah. times before. Um, so that's an ambivalent face to me. Yes, yes. Not, not sure what to make of it. No. So that brings us on to the crazy world of Crazy Eyes. Yeah. Um, which... It's kind of being marketed a little bit as a romantic comedy, but I got the sense there's maybe something else going on. In it. it just seemed slightly more interesting. I don't know if it was just because it had a decent script. There were a few lines in there that seemed like they were actually written by someone who's yeah. got a clue. Yeah, I wouldn't have said it was necessarily a comedy, but yeah, there were a couple of good lines in there, particularly right at the start with uh, "When you're one in a million uh, in a, it still means there's seven more people like you out there." That was quite a clever line. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, I wouldn't say it's a comedy. Um, from what I can tell, the crazy eyes uh, of the piece uh, refers to uh, a woman who our lead chap, who obviously lives in LA, but well, doesn't obviously live in LA, but I think mean, the giveaway line at the start of the trailer indicates that he lives in LA. Um, he meets up with her on a night out. And I think they have some sexy time, and then he spends the rest of the movie trying to find her again. And then I think he does, and then there's a lot of talking in between other bouts of sexy time. Yeah, I got the sense that maybe he wasn't getting as much sexy time as he'd like. Too much talk. Yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, I like the look of the performances and the setting, and it looked like it had an interesting style to it. Um, and it, certainly from the trailer, it didn't appear to be falling into the super pretentious trap that a lot of these character dramas go for. Mm. Uh, it, mm. it didn't start mm. to try to tell you exactly how life works in the trailer. Um, so You have to watch a movie for that, I suppose. Potentially, yeah. Right. But the problem with a, a, lot, it's a lot of the festival films we watch trailers for as well, the problem with it is that the film might be all right, but in the trailer they try and ram in so much 
profundity about like the secrets of life that they yeah. cram it into two minutes and then it just seems so absurd that it's kind of this onslaught of pretension that yeah. it doesn't work and the crazy eyes seem to get a better balance of that alright oh, okay just so, from the trailer point of view yeah well I, to be honest the trailer didn't really sell it for me it's kind of boring and once again uh, oh you've seen it all before kind of thing there's not much new there really um, so that, I went for a sad face on that Okay, I I go for an ambivalent face, I think, because I I quite like the style of it, even if the content itself didn't interest me hugely. Okay, so not a completely successful trailer. No. Right, so number four in the trailer park is Terry Meddy Kahani. Yes. This is a a trailer noted for its long studio idents at the beginning. (laughs) Yes, uh, usually trailers want to get straight into it, Mm. because you don't want to lose the interest of people before you even get to the film, and this has an entire extended... 20 second logo intro which is was kind of amusing yeah uh, this appears to be um, a typical Bollywood style romance with lots of dancing and bits and pieces uh, but with a slight twist in that it's set in 1910 1960 and 2012 yes um, ending up in London in 2012 yes. I suppose in time for the Olympics which haven't happened yet no. unless you're listening to this in the future in which case I hope they went well yes and that there weren't any air to air missile antics or anything yeah. like that uh, the it looked quite fun if you like that kind of genre, and I did like the three time zone idea. That immediately made it more yeah. interesting. Unless that's just indicating that's going to be the same film just done three times. <laughs> yes, yeah, I did wonder about that. Um, it, yeah, it, it depends how that storytelling is interwoven. Yeah. Um, but it looked, I quite like the visual style. I, I know a lot of it was kind of what you think of as typical Bollywood, but the recreations of each of the time zones. Um, seemed kind of cool. Yeah, I quite like the way they did it. Um, on the other hand, there wasn't much in it that really grabbed me. Um, but then I'm not familiar with the genre particularly. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I, I wasn't particularly interested in it. Um, once again, it's probably because it's not my sort of film, um, and for that reason, I'm giving it a sad face. But I imagine for people who are fans of Bollywood, it'd be a, a happy face. Yes. Yes, indeed. So the trailer didn't convert me, but it wasn't terrible. Mm. Okay, and finally, uh, The Campaign, which is the latest offering from Will Ferrell, basically darling in a Will Ferrell-style performance, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, because he can be quite funny. Uh, This is directed by Jay Roach, uh, who did Austin Powers and all the Fockers movies. Yes. Do you want to make your sound convinced? Uh, I I liked Austin Powers at the time, when I was a teenager. I I think it's probably dated horrifically. Um, But the, the Meet the Parents series. I never saw the first one and I thought it was one of the worst comedies I'd ever seen. Uh, you probably wouldn't like the others then because I think that was the best of the <laughs> yes, exactly. two or three which followed it. It's it. one of the most bizarrely unsympathetic lead characters in a comedy I've ever seen but the film seemed to think that you were meant to like him and like hope that he was going to come through when actually he was just a complete prick and that really perplexed me. Right. I felt like I was, in the, I was in the audience going but he's an asshole. what's yes. going on here? Anyway yes, sorry. That, that was the fuckers. Yes, going back to the campaign. Yeah so this also has yep, that's the one yeah from The Hangover and other bits and pieces and uh, so yeah the film is basically Will Ferrell is playing a character uh, who has been the returning senator unopposed in a small provincial American town for the past uh, four elections uh, and Galafakalakni uh, turns up to uh, oppose him and much hilarity ensues around the forthcoming election Yes, indeed, and uh, I imagine combining Feral and Galafal Elephant will be mm-hmm. pretty entertaining. Uh, it looks quite fun. It looks like a Will Ferrell comedy. Yes. 
uh, with the, the 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 usual wacky characters and shouty humour and Which will exaggerated fail, stuff. Um, if if you like that, then I imagine this will work really yeah. well. Uh, as a trailer, it did make me chuckle. Yeah, and laughed a couple of times, which is always good because then it sort of makes you want to see the film. Yes, yes, yeah, it's, it's clever that, isn't it? Yeah, it's do good. That. Um, I do worry that it's one of those cases of all the funny bits being in the trailer. Um, hopefully, that's not the case. But they did seem to give away quite a lot of the potential big comedy moments. Yeah. And, and there's not going to be much of a plot to give away either because it's a Will Ferrell comedy vehicle. Anyway, um, that's a smiley face on me. I think uh, probably a well, smiley face for the trailer, for the movie, you're not so convinced because Will Ferrell movies, I tend to be lightly entertained uh, but have no passion. Okay. <laughs> Essentially. So it's a, a, a qualified smiley face. Yes. Okay. Um, so, of those five then, Simon, those five fascinating-looking movies, mm-hmm. um, which is the one you'd like to see the most? Uh, I think I've got to go for the campaign, because as a trailer, it was the one that seemed to most effectively trail the movie. Yeah, certainly. Um, of all those, it's the one I want to see of all of them. Yes, indeed. So there you go. We shall wait to see if it's actually any good. Yep. Um, we're going to move on to our feature presentation in a minute, Cabin in the Woods. and um, which is a, a Joss Whedon epic, I'm going to call it. But before we go on to that, Simon, you've seen Avengers Assemble. Yes, or uh, The Avengers, as I like to call it. Yeah. Uh, well, just, can you just give us a, a brief synopsis of what you think of it? Because I've not seen it yet. Uh, yes, I really liked it. Um, it has its flaws. It takes a while to get going. Um, it's a little flabby in places and, and takes a while to kind of settle into a style, um, possibly because it's got like four or five movies each of which had their own style and it's trying to figure out how to get them all into one thing but once it gets going it's enormous fun and it's got nice dialogue and I think because again this is Joss Whedon it's been a bizarre instance of Joss Whedon making great TV for years and it usually being cancelled or treated terribly and being the kind of underdog that the kind of geek crowd knew about but that was about it and all of a sudden he's got this double bill of films out including one that's becoming one of the biggest films ever. Ever. So it's slightly strange for people that have watched his stuff from like the late 90s, trying to figure out how this has actually happened. It seems like an accident in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, The Avengers is, is, is great fun. Um, it's not particularly cerebral, but it's one of the purest adaptations of comic to film I've seen. In that you look at the Christopher Nolan Batman films, and they're I, I think they're really good films, but they're, they go quite a long way from... Comics, yeah, potentially. It's quite a lot of liberties. Yeah. Whereas the thing I like with the Marvel movies and the Avengers kind of does it the best so far is that it does just feel like you're just watching this great fun comic book action adventure thing. Um, and yeah, and uh, I think the most remarkable thing about the Avengers is is that it's not terrible because when you look <laughs> at the history of comic book movies, especially once you get lots of characters in it, like you go down the Batman and Robin route. Mm-hmm. Um, or X-Men 3 and stuff like that. It very rapidly just goes completely out of control and is is a bit rubbish. And it might have a spectacular bit of action somewhere in it, but as a film, falls really flat. So the Avengers almost inevitably was going to be like that. when Because, you know, I enjoyed Iron Man, I enjoyed Captain America, but all the time I was thinking, how on earth is this going to work as one film with them all in it? Um, and I think Whedon was probably the only person that could have done that. In, if they do sequels, then other people can probably come in and do it now because they've kind of figured it out. Yep. But he's got this history of really good ensemble pieces and he did that really well. Cool. Um, so that's his huge film. Yes. And then simultaneously, he's been working on Cabin in the Woods, which he co-wrote but didn't actually direct, but is very clearly 
it's very just a Whedon-y yeah. project from, from um, the Whedon verse. Yes, indeed. Um, I think the film was actually made two or three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it sat around for quite a while. It got caught up in all the MGM faffing about yeah. which delayed the Hobbit and James Bond and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's finally appeared, um, kind of coincidentally, at the same time yeah. as the Avengers. And there's a lot of people in it and associated with it who have worked with Joss Whedon in TV, especially from Doll's House. Yes, a few of them turn yep. up. Yeah, um, a couple from Angel. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, so you know, notably Amy Acker makes an appearance. Yeah, um, and of um, course, uh, slightly bizarrely, uh, Chris Hemsworth as well, who plays Thor, yeah. is in Cabin in the Woods, even though he must have shot this way before Thor was on the scene. Yeah, and certainly before Chris Hemsworth was the sort of biggest name star he is now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, it's a curious, curious cast from that point of yeah. view. Yeah, it's also got uh, Fran Kranz in it, who plays Topher uh, in Dollhouse. Yes, as I was very interested in watching it. I watched Cabin in the Woods, and I just sort of started watching a series to a Doll's House again recently. And um, I was thinking, all of a sudden, hang on a minute, I know all these faces for some reason. I knew I knew them from somewhere, and that's why. Anyway, so Cabin in the Woods, yes, uh, written and directed by Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon. Uh, Drew Goddard also directed it, and uh, you may be familiar with his television work, including Buffy, Lost, Alias, and also the web hit Dr. Horrible's um, fantastical movie sing-along. Well, I might have exaggerated Something it. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so no, this is obviously a very much a uh, ensemble piece um, of people who like working with each other. So the film pretty much starts out as you run in the mill uh, um, college kids go on a vacation in the spooky cabin in the woods kind of uh, movie. Yeah, and it, it, it's the plot of Evil Dead, and for what? And it, from the start, you know there's something up. But yeah, you are also sitting there for a while, going, "Okay, I've, I've seen this. What's going on?" Yes. Oh, the, the twist in this, we were talking about this on the 388 Avenue where we were saying we were not particularly fans of the not very original having hidden cameras following people around kind of thing. But that suddenly turned on its head in Cabin in the Woods where that whole premise of people being manipulated um, and spied on all these uh, hidden cameras in a horror situation actually does work really well. Yes, yeah. And um, there's been lots of talk about it being very postmodern and kind of like Scream in that it takes all the genre tropes and cliches and turns them upside down yeah um but something that it, it's sort of hard to say too much about i mean giving away too much of the big twist yes, around yes. what goes on it's um, really really worth watching um and i think we'll be quite cagey about the plot side of things because uh, definitely part of the joy of it is is watching it and during the course of the movie being continually amused yeah. and uh, surprised and horrified yeah. at the things it's doing yeah so i think it's fair enough to say that the premise pretty much looks like it's setting up to be a um battle royale kind of uh, a thing where uh, it, it's a horror based movie but the movie the horror in the movie is very slapstick and it's a, a good throwback to um, good old horror. Yeah. Not like actually, that's something I did want to say. Torture porn. Yeah, exactly. Because I've heard a few people um, not knowing anything about Cabin in the Woods saying that they don't want to go see it because they don't like that kind of movie. Um, and I'd just urge people that they should go and see it because they'll be surprised. Yeah. But we can't tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but so it's fair to say you, you may, you've got um, people outside manipulating a situation um, of these college kids uh, to manipulate a number of murders. And it, you just follow them through that. Now, it, as I said, it's, it's very well worth watching. Uh, what I found with the film, though, is for the first 10, 15 minutes or so, I was thinking, oh, this is just another. Um, you know, I've seen this all sorts of stuff before. I don't think I'm going to be that entertained. Um, well, I'll sit through it and watch it. It'll be all right. But. 
about 15, 20 minutes into the film, it really picks up a gear and it's worth just sort of getting through that, oh, I've seen this all before kind of feeling to just go full on with what's, with what's happening. It's, it's really, really cool. Uh, Alan Tuddick's in it, isn't he? He makes an appearance, if I remember. Is he the crazy garage owner? I don't think that's Alan Tuddick. It should have been, but I don't think it is. Oh, right, okay. I'll have to double check that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since we saw it, um, and we're not cheating too much. Actually, I can look in here, can't I? Uh, we are cheating by having a list of the people in it. I'm, I'm sure there's, a, there's a loads of cameos in it. I think it might have been him. But I might be getting him confused with a similar character who played in Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I curse you, films are all the which, same. Which, yeah, which actually has, has a similar thing. And the, the thing that links Scream and Tucker and Dale and Cabin in the Woods is that they're not taking the piss out of the genre. Mm. And also, to some extent, one of our first reviews, um, Drag Me to Hell. Yes, yes, yes. Although that was kind of slightly more straight horror, I guess. It, I mean, it had a lot oh, of... Oh, yeah, but when we were watching... Nah, uh, um, we were the ones in the audience who were laughing at the absurdity of what was going on horror-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, well, similar to this, but this was toned down and much more comedic. But there, there is certainly that whole um, throwback to... Decent slapstick sort of horror. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, but what what's nice is that it's clearly by people that love the genre. Yeah. So after Scream, there was a whole bunch of movies which were a bit cynical and kind of tore the genre apart, even though they were supposedly making these movies for people that like the genre. Yeah. And what Cameron in the Woods does is it, it examines the genre and does some really fun stuff with it without destroying it in the process. Yeah, it, it very much embraces what it is, and and the other thing that's that's cool is that it's not a Sixth Sense or Fight Club type movie. It's not something that hinges on a twist. Yes, um, which I kind of thought it was going to be because I, I had a I had a little sense of what the movie was from the trailer, and I thought the trailer had given away too much because I assumed it was going to be a twist at like the three quarters mark or something like that. Um, but that's not how they play it at all. Almost from the start you have a general sense of the setup and then they gradually fill in the details as you go along. So it's not a twist, it's just it's just a slow burn reveal yeah, of what's uh, happening yeah, and, and yeah. that's really great because it, I think it gives it a lot more longevity and it will mean you can watch it again and yeah, it'll still be entertaining. Definitely. Yeah, as opposed to like Sixth Sense, which I think is um, of these twists. Sixth Sense is really good when you watch it the first time. I also think it's really good when you watch it the second time as well because you're coming at it from a different point of view with knowing what's going on and then seeing how it all works. Mm-hmm. And then after subsequent sort of viewings of it, it sort of loses its yeah loses its appeal. But um, yeah, some films with twists really do are, are worth watching again once you know what's going on to see. Yeah, like you just use suspects as well is a good example of a, a big twist at the end. Um, but I think they made a really good decision to not go that route with this because they could have. Yeah. You know, I get the. I wouldn't be surprised if in the first few script drafts that's what they did and then they went, hang on a sec, yeah. let's do this completely differently in a way that no one's going to expect. Yeah. One thing to watch out for and this is the crazy CGI gone mad uh, sequence uh, where pretty much every horror trope uh, does come out at some point. Yeah, I did... It, yeah, the... the fi- it's really hard to not support this film because um, there's so many great things you want to talk about which you can't because... The, the fun is in discovering it, but uh, the film gets bigger than you expect, yeah. essentially. Um, and I did wonder whether that was partly aided by its delay, and then during that delay, Joss Whedon would have got the Avengers gig, and that, I imagine, would have given him a bit more clout in Hollywood to go, how about we get a bit more money in on uh, Cabin yeah, in the Woods? Yeah, one we can listen at the same time. Yeah, so I don't know if that is the case. Know, maybe. But, uh, it's a good theory. 
Um, and uh, is well worth bearing in mind with cynical, cynical Hollywood. Indeed. indeed. But if anyone from cynical, cynical Hollywood is listening and would like us to uh, go over there to help them make it less cynical, then once again, contact the show. Details yes. at the end. We're very optimistic people. <laughs> we are indeed. Um, okay, so that's, that's mostly it. Um, Cabin in the Woods, definitely see it. Um, you probably won't be able to see it at the cinema now because um, I don't think it's had a such a big wide release and also his other films taking up all the cinema screens <laughs> yeah. as far as we can take it yeah, he has probably destroyed uh, any chance of Cabin in the Woods being <laughs> in cinemas in fact yeah um, but certainly it's one to watch out for on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever medium you choose as long as it's legal as long mm, as it's legal indeed indeed but yes try to avoid finding out too much about it yes so don't listen to this podcast no no if you've already listened to it then uh, sorry yeah sorry about that but uh, yes uh, highly recommended um, it's already on my top list of films this year yep I've not seen many this year no. yet but uh, it's it, other films are going to be pretty good to, to get up to that kind of quality and, and entertainment level yep so is it better than Avengers Assemble uh, yes I thought it was a better film. Um, the Avengers was just great fun and really gleeful, especially if you're into the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Then it's just kind of wish fulfilment. Yeah. I, I mean, talk, talking of best films of the year, I think uh, everyone's got a long way to go to beat The Hobbit, which is coming out at Christmas. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. I mean, with the same team on board, it seems like that should be really good. Yeah. Like, it would be odd. If it wasn't really good. Yeah. Um, but then we've also got stuff like Prometheus and Dark Knight Rises, both of which. Look oh, like they yeah. could be pretty damn good. Um, and what else have we got? We've got The Amazing Spider-Man, which might be alright, but I'm not really convinced by that because it looks like the same film we've already well, seen. Well, yeah, I, I was thinking actually it's about time we had another reboot of the Spider-Man movie franchise because <laughs> we haven't seen the origin story quite enough times. No, no, I keep forgetting how he becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, something to do with a frog or something, I don't know. Yeah, some sort um, of um, goat yes. staring incident. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, I think Prometheus is is... My one of my most anticipated films because yeah. it's not a sequel. It's not well. It's kind of a prequel, but it seems like they're not really going down that route. Yeah, it, it, this looks like proper sci-fi horror on a level we've not seen for quite a while since the last time Ridley Scott did something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cabin in the Woods is is a great little film that is just full and full of surprises. Yeah, it's certainly going to be there on the top five, I think, of the year. Yeah, um, absolutely. And if it right. isn't, then it that'd be good too. Cause yeah, because all... it means all the other films are much much better. <laughs> yes. So, um, I think that's it. Um, we're not going to promise when we can get round to doing this again, but we'll try and get back to being fairly regular. So we're sorry about the extended break, but there was all sorts of things uh, going on, um, which uh, may, meant we couldn't do this. But, um, yeah, uh, keep an ear out for us in the future, and keep an eye out for Arms Race. Yes. No, not Knights. Not that's nights. the other one. That's Arms Race Escalation uh, yes. coming out in November. Over at armsracemovie.com. Yes. Um, so... That's it, really. That is. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we shall talk to you next time. Okay, so until then, it's goodbye. Goodbye. If you'd like to contact us, you can email Simon and Wayne at spifferingreview.com, follow us on Twitter at spifferingreview, or visit our website at spifferingreview.com. Spiffering Review is an It's a Trap production.